One of the reasons I've been working on the relatively narrow issue of retroactive jealousy since 2013 is because when you really devote time and energy and attention to a relatively narrow issue, you can really get a very firm grasp on everything to do with that issue. This is something I learned when I was doing my graduate thesis many years ago back in university. There's a reason why academics sometimes spend their entire lives focusing on narrow little slices of psychology, of history. To really attain anything approaching mastery of a topic requires years and years of very dedicated, focused attention. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that I'm necessarily a master when it comes to retroactive jealousy, but I have realized a few things. And I've realized a few common trends and more importantly, common solutions when it comes to overcoming retroactive jealousy. In today's video, I'm gonna share a quote by Einstein that represents one of my all-time favorite pretty much universal solutions, universally applicable solutions to retroactive jealousy. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy through my guidebook, through my online courses, and through one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you'd like more information about my work or if you'd like to work with me personally, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So to start things off, I'm gonna share a great quote by the great Albert Einstein. And there are a lot of great Albert Einstein quotes, but this one actually might be my favorite. So quote, if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. So the quote more or less explains itself. Frequently, when we want to solve any problem in life, a crucial component of solving that problem is asking the right questions about that problem. You'll notice that very frequently on this channel, I will be posing questions to you rather than providing answers. Because one thing I've learned through over eight years of one-on-one -on -one coaching with literally hundreds, God, I don't know how many retroactive jealousy sufferers from around the world, one thing I've learned through this process is that frequently a huge component in my job and one of the easiest ways that I can be successful at my job and produce results for my client is asking my client the right questions. Now, when it comes to a complicated issue like retroactive jealousy, I probably don't have to tell you that there are multiple questions that you should be asking yourself on a regular basis. A number of questions around this problem that will help you arrive at solutions, that will help you arrive at the answers you need much, much faster. There's no one question that can really sum everything up. That said, what I'm about to share might be the most important question, I believe, when it comes to really getting a handle on this issue and putting it behind you for good. And this question is, what is the fear? When you are struggling with intrusive thoughts, for example, when you are struggling with obsessive curiosity around your partner's past, when you're fighting to resist the temptation to look through your partner's phone or to do some intensive social media searching, or ask them more questions about their past, or any number of these various activities, these various habits that we might associate with retroactive jealousy. What is motivating this behavior? I probably don't have to tell you there are multiple motivations behind these behaviors. However, I believe a common ingredient motivating a lot of this behavior that we associate with retroactive jealousy is some kind of fear. I use the word insecurity in my guidebook, in my online courses, frequently when I'm talking about retroactive jealousy. And in some ways, I wish that I'd gone back, or maybe I will go back, and change that word to fear. 
Because sometimes people hear the word insecurity and they think, well, I'm not insecure about anything. I've got a six-figure job and a beautiful family and I make a lot of money and I'm very successful and I'm struggling with retroactive jealousy, but there's no way in hell that I'm insecure. But often when you dig a little deeper with these people and you ask them again, ask them the right, the right questions, often what will come up is some experience of fear. So you can call it insecurity, you can call it fear, but really insecurity is at the core just simply another form of fear. So if you're struggling with an intrusive thought or a nagging sort of doubt around your partner's past or around your relationship, for example, it can be so helpful and so clarifying to continually reflect on this question. What is my fear? What am I afraid of on a deep level, on a perhaps subconscious level? You may arrive at multiple answers to this question. So some of these answers may include, depending on your particular experience, depending on your particular background. Some of these answers may include things like, I fear that my partner prefers his or her ex. I fear that the sex with his or her ex was better. I fear that my partner may return to my ex someday. I fear that my partner doesn't share my values and is therefore a poor fit for a long-term relationship or marriage. I fear that my partner has lied to me about his or her past and that's in itself very fearful that has really created a lack of trust in the relationship. There may be multiple answers to this question when you ask yourself this through the day. And obviously asking yourself this question won't give you the overall solution to your problem, but it's a great place to start. And here's why. When we identify what we're afraid of, it immediately becomes less fearful, or at least sets us on the path toward it becoming less fearful. So a common trope in, for example, horror movies or thrillers and suspenseful films like that is some threat that is not immediately identifiable. Some threat that is very sort of mysterious and we're not quite sure what we're dealing with here, but we know it's ominous, we know it's threatening, or at least we feel that way as a viewer. A great example of this is the film Jaws. You'll notice that particularly in the early moments of the film, the shark really doesn't make an appearance very much, or at least we don't actually see the actual shark. And this is one of the main things that makes sharks so fearful to so many people. It's this mysterious being lurking in the depths of the ocean. When we're swimming, we can't see it because it's below the surface. We can't identify this fear, but we certainly feel it, at least after we've you know, watched Jaws and then we go take a swim. And often filmmakers use this to great effect. There'll be a killer that's kind of lurking in the shadow. We don't get quite a full look at his or her face or some threat or some mysterious happenings that we can't figure out. There's something that's definitely fearful. We feel it as the viewer, but it's not immediately identifiable. And the filmmaker is doing this deliberately because he or she knows that that makes it more fearful. So start making friends with your fear. Start really identifying what it is you're afraid of because only then can you truly start overcoming it. You need to know what you're dealing with before you can start challenging that fear and confronting that fear. Now, obviously challenging that fear, confronting that fear is an enormous topic all its own. I created an entire video course basically <laughs> that's partly dedicated to this question. It's called the Overcoming Jealousy Blueprint and I'm sure a card will appear over my head. You can learn about that course there. There's multiple videos that will help you get in touch with your fear, whatever it is. But for now, for today, just start thinking about this question. The next time you're struggling with a jealous thought, next time you are racked with curiosity about your partner's past, if you're struggling with retroactive jealousy or obsessive jealousy in general, start there. What is the fear? As a bonus exercise, start locating the fear on your body, locating the somatic experience of your fear. 
What the hell does that mean? I will tell you. If you're experiencing any kind of fear, there's a physical component to that fear along with the psychological component. What does that mean? I mean, if you're experiencing some kind of fear, your breath might become very, very shallow and short, which is not good for your body. You need to be taking full deep breaths because this will calm your entire system down. You also might be experiencing some kind of muscular tension somewhere in your body. For me, when I was struggling with retroactive jealousy many years ago, this usually manifested as tension in my shoulders and tension in my face. And it took me a long time of careful, deliberate self-reflection and observation before I realized this pattern before I realized that my body was reacting this way pretty much every time I experienced some kind of fear. So start reflecting on the psychological component of your fear as well as the physical component. And this is really one of the best and most powerful first steps you can take toward getting a handle on this issue of retroactive jealousy. Also be aware that answers might not be immediately obvious, but don't let yourself off the hook when it comes to this question. Because if you're experiencing any kind of highly charged emotional reaction, there is some experience of fear underlying that. And getting in touch with that fear and clearly identifying it is one of the most powerful steps you can take in that situation. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.